Thank you for selecting this presentation brought to you by the Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center's Media Ministry. Sit back and relax and prepare to hear God's Word. And now here's today's speaker. In the book of Matthew, Matthew the 12th chapter. Matthew the 12th chapter. Matthew 12. On last week we spoke from the subject of, Get your foot out of your mouth. You were not here to hear that. Well, then the CDs are available on the uh, front table in the lobby there. And the message is also available online. So be sure to check that out at www.kingdomrock.org. You'll find that message and a whole lot more there. Just check on the pastor's page for more information. Today, as the Lord brings it to me, we're going to speak from that same subject. So this would be... Get your foot out of your mouth, part two, subtitled, Watch Your Mouth. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you better watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. And let's talk a little bit about that today. We're going to go over some things that we discussed on last time to bring it back to your remembrance. And then we're going to go a little bit further. I find that... In teaching, uh, in teaching, it's, as the Lord brings it to us, teaching is very systematical. Uh, it is line upon line. It is precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. Teaching is like eating a box of chicken McNuggets, if you would. Or should I say, steak, steak McNuggets. All right? I like the, I like steak McNuggets, if I can find Anyway. It's like that. You take a little bit by a little bit by a little bit, right? And eventually you can eat the whole thing. The Lord gives us this word in nugget's eyes so we can easily swallow it and digest it, get it down to it's really good. Chances are if you chew that nugget up pretty well, you're not going to get choked. But we get choked when we get these large sizes of meat or what have you and we try to swallow them down. Well, the Lord gives it to us in nice bite-sized pieces where we can digest it so that we can use it. Because if you don't understand it, you cannot use it. Does everybody understand that? So we want to give you some understanding today. Let me give you another example. Teaching is sort of like painting. I have some painters here today. Bowling, painting, and cleaning, by the way, in case you want to use their services. They're right over there. Now they're famous. I made them famous. Bowling, painting, and cleaning. Call them the day. Teaching is sort of like painting. When I was doing some painting, uh, I would grab my roller, you know, and you go up, and then you come back down. And you keep going up and down until you get good coverage. Isn't that right? So you're painting the same area several times until you get good coverage. Of course, the better the paint you have, the less, you know, you won't have to do it as much. But you paint up a little bit, bring it down. Paint up a little bit more, bring it down. Go a little bit higher, bring it down. You're covering the same area, isn't that right? Until that wall is covered and you no longer see the old color, but you see the new color. Isn't that right? All right. So as long as the Lord wills, we're going to, going to be here and we're going to talk about your mouth because we're going to color out all the old gunk and put some nice, new, bright, shiny color on that wall. Amen? All right, Matthew 12, Matthew 12, and we're starting in at verse number 31. And it says, 
Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. All right, we'll stop there for a moment. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this word that you're about to give us. We ask, Father, that you would, exp- that you would speak to us expressly by your Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that you would be our teacher. Lead us into all truth. Show us things to come. We acknowledge your presence in this house. Have your way. In Jesus' name, let your hearts say amen. amen. Notice what we call here as the unpardonable sin, the sin that has no forgiveness. You cannot be forgiven. What is it? What does it involve? Does, does it involve shooting someone, knifing someone? Does it involve stealing money? Does it involve stealing food or any type of, does it, does it involve what? It involves your mouth. Here again, it involves your mouth, your speech, what you say. And it is not what you say once, but it is what you continue to say. Notice the Word of God says, say it, say it, say it. Let's read it one more time. Start, let's look at um, verse number 32. And whosoever say it, say, say it. Say it. Now, if it said whosoever shall say, that's one thing. That means you said it one time and it's over, game over, set match, you lost. But it says, whosoever saith, meaning whosoever says and continues to say. It's a resounding saying. Are you with me? Whosoever says and continues to say. All right. Uh, It goes on to say, uh, speaketh or speaks and continues to speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh or says and continues to say and continues to say against the Holy Ghost, It shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world which is to come. The unpardonable sin regards your mouth. So let me tell you, watch your mouth. We talked about that before. We're going to talk about it again. Look at verse 33. The Lord says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. Of course, the Lord is talking about the work of the Spirit. Previously in these verses, the Lord Jesus was casting out a, a demonic spirit. And they said, well, he's casting out a spirit by uh, the prince of, uh, prince of flies, uh, Beelzebub. He's in league with the devil. The Lord said, hey, either make the work that is, in this case, casting out a demon, either make it good or, and his fruit good, or else make the work evil and his, and his fruit evil. I mean, you, you'll know the tree by its fruit. You, you can't say one moment the Holy Spirit is good, next minute the Holy Spirit is bad. The work of God is good, next minute the work of God is bad. Are you with me? You'll know it by, you know the tree by its fruit. Are you with me? But we really want to get into, into verse number 34. It says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? Let's Help me read that next verse, the next part together. Ready? Let's read. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Notice that E-T-H again in the King James Version here. That means to speak and to continue to speak, to say and to continue to say. Out of the abundance of the Heart, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. 
We're going to continue to speak. We're going to continue to say. All right. So that's one thing that's very critical because some would say, well, I'm a good person, but sometimes I say something that is bad. Well, if your speech is continuous, if you continually say things that are evil, then we know also that what's in your heart is evil. Right. If you continue to continually say things that is good, but you say, I slipped up and said something bad, well, that's a once occurrence, and that's not out of the abundance. The abundance of the heart continues to speak, says once, and continues, and continues, and continues. This is not talking about a momentary slip. Are you with me? Amen. All right. That's very important. This is a resounding thing. You'll notice in the book of Genesis when God said, let there be light, and there was light when he spoke it. If you go into the original text, you'll find, find that that word was resounding. Light, 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 light. God's word resounds. Think about it. When you're in a, in a large space, an open space, there's nothing that is there. Don't you hear an echo? People say, echo, 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 echo. Hello, 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 hello. The words resound. So when God, in his infinite wisdom and power, began to speak into nothingness, light, 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 let there be a firmament, 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 firmament. And that word just continues to cascade, continues to strike. Light continued to strike, to strike darkness. Remember, there was nothing but darkness there at that point. So he said, let there be light. The first, the first utterance of light hit darkness, boom, and knocked it back. Then the second boomed and knocked it back. Then the third boomed and knocked it back until eventually, eventually we know that the darkness could not put out the light. It was it. That was it. Game over. When God speaks, it resounds over and over and over and over and over and it makes an impact. Are you with me? All right. Now, we don't have that type of power yet. So when we speak once, it resounds, except we speak it by the Spirit. Please understand. So what we do as human beings filled with the Spirit of God, we begin to say it once and say it again and say it again. By His stripes I'm healed. 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 I am the righteousness of God by Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God by or through Christ Jesus. I am. I am. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What are you doing? Your words are beginning to resound. Right? And it eventually takes effect in the natural. I pray you got that. That was good. But the problem is that we can say, we say things one time and say, oh, God, I guess not. I guess you know it's not for me, not for me, not for me. But your words were not resounding. Are you with me? Let me show you another example of this. Go to Mark. You know this scripture very well. Mark 11. Go there. You know it very well. Let me show you another case of this when the Lord uh, is trying to explain this to the disciples and explaining it to us today. And we know the Word of God declares faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Well, not just hearing once. The verse is actually interpreted faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's the continual hearing that makes an impact. It's the continual beating. Let's talk about the light and darkness again. It's the continual beating of the word light, 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 light. Every time. Now, if, if I were to symbolize darkness right now, 
when God's word hit me, like, 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 and it pushes it all the way back. It's as if God's word was pushing darkness back. And what's left? All light. Are you with me? It is not the one saying, but it is the it is a continual saying that creates an impact that makes an impression. Well, let's look about. Uh, let's look um, in today's today's time. Let's say when a parent is speaking over his child, uh, doom and gloom. You'll never be like this. You'll never be there. Why are you so nasty? Why are your room always so nasty? Why are you this? Why are you that? You so this. You so that. Well, they hear it from here to here to here to here. It resounds, 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 and resounds. What does it do? It creates an impact on their life, doesn't it? It's the word that resounds, not the word that comes once, but it is that what you continually hear, what continually strikes you over and over and over and over and over that makes an impact on your soul. Are you with me? Not the word that you just hear once, but it's the word that you continually hear. Mark 11. Mark 11. Uh, let's look at uh, verse number 20. We'll start way up here. And it says, And in the morning as they passed by, now this is Mark 11, verse number 20. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Now, the Lord, of course, previously has spoken a word to the fig tree. He said, uh, let's look at what it says in verse number. Well, he begins to curse. Let's look at uh, verse 14. This is when he actually said it. And Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. I hear the word forever just resounding forever, 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 forever. And his disciples heard it. Well, the Lord spoke a resounding word. Are you with me now? We, too, as spirit-filled believers, can speak a resounding word when it, is of a, when it is by a divine utterance by the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? When the Spirit of God comes upon you and has you to speak a word, His word begins to fill you. And uh, as the Lord Jesus said, uh, well, He's going to fill His body with His Spirit and it's going to be... Like rivers of living water, it's gonna it's gonna spring forth out of your belly. It's gonna spring forth out of your belly. This word is gonna spring forth out of you. And there are times and occasions that you will notice that God will give you a word, and it will be a resounding word, and it will strike and make an impact. There was a man that had a testimony. He was in a a pastor. He was a uh, in a rock band uh, before he got saved, you know, so forth and so on, and. Uh, he said that he had a, a wonderful, he said this man has some mad skills on that guitar. He was a, was a really great bass player. Well, he, uh, the, the gentleman got saved and he left the group there. And uh, he saw the man uh, in the convenience store. And uh, the gentleman was saying, hey, you come back to the band, come at the group. He said, no, I don't, I don't do that anymore because he knew what type of songs they sang and where they were playing and so forth and so on. He said, no, I don't do it anymore. I gave my life to Jesus. The guy said, oh, what a shame, what a pity, what a pity. But the guy said, that the guy that was just gave his life to the Lord uh, told him, you know, the Lord Jesus loves you, and he has something for you in your life. The man shook it off, the bass player that had the mad skills, sort of shook it off, brushed it off. And the gentleman that was saved thought, well, Lord, I tried. And he walked away. He said, 30 years later, 
uh, that gentleman that contacted him, that man that had the mad bass skills, he contacted him and said, you know, the, the word that you said to me in the store changed my life. He said, for years, now this is 30 years later, he said, for years, I, that word kept coming back up to me. I, I continued to hear it. Jesus loves you. And he has something for you in your, in your life. Jesus loves you. He said he kept hearing it over and over. And he said, I fought and I fought and I fought. But I kept hearing it over and over and over. And he said, this 30 years later, I gave my life to the Lord. I'm living for him and I'm playing in a Christian rock group. You know, it is that word that resounds over and over and over. And some of you have had experience with that resounding word in your heart. It is a word that resounds over and over and over. And you know it's the Lord talking to you and dealing with you. His word resounds. So at different times, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will speak a resounding word. And here's the thing. Sometimes you know you're speaking it and sometimes you don't. But his word always resounds. But when you're not under the unction and power of the Spirit of God, Well, what do we do? We continue to speak a word, speak the word of God, right? Over our situations, over our finances, right? We speak that resounding word. It's not just that word that's spoken once that changes, but it's that word that that resounds continually. Are you with me? Now, there is a difference between here again, that, that rhema word, that right now word that flows from the presence of God that it speaks through you, and that Logos word, the Logos word that is written there in your Bible. Well, you put that Logos in your mouth and you begin to say it and say it and say it and say it, and it will have the same effect as the rhema word does. Are you with me? But we just get lazy with the Logos. Oh, I don't want to say it today. I don't want to say it today. I don't want to say it today. I'll just wait on the Lord to do it all. You see, but the, the rhema word coming forth for some of us are, is the exception and not the rule. A lot of us are waiting on God just to take us over, take me over, and I'll say, just take me over. Just waiting, waiting on the Lord just to take you, just to take you. Make me fall out, Lord. Just make me do it, make me do it. But what if he doesn't want to do it that way? Oh, that's right, I forgot. You don't like to work. You don't like to put effort in it. Forgot about that. Shame on you, Lord. You know they don't like to put effort in it. No, he wants to let you labor sometime. It's good to labor sometime, amen, to labor in the Word of God. Mark 11. Mark 11. Praise the Lord. You know, you learn more by laboring than something just given to you all the time. Consider that. Uh, verse 21, And Peter calling to remember, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering saith unto, saith unto him, what? Have faith in God. All right, verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his where? Heart. Now there is a connection here again between the heart and the mouth. We'll see that we saw that in Matthew, uh, Matthew 11, right? Rather, Matthew 12. The Lord said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth Speaketh, right? So there's a connection between the heart and the mouth. Let's go on. Uh, let me start again. 
For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he, what? Saith. And notice that it does not say, it does not say, but shall believe that those things which he say. Does it say that? No. What does it say? Say it shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he say. Does it say say or say it? Say it. Do you understand that? Say it. Resounding. Say means to do it one time. Are you with me? Say it. Say it. Say it. Resounding. Resounding. Remember, just keep in mind when you see sayeth, speaketh. Keep in mind it means echo. Resound, 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 resound. Say one time. Let's look at this again. He said, um, the Lord says here, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now that's the beginning of it. You spoke it. Say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not down his heart, but shall believe, uh, but shall believe that those things which he saith, resounding, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith, right? Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. All right. I want you to see the resounding nature of the word. You need to see the heart-mouth relationship. Uh, we don't sit and complain about the mountain. Mountain is talking about a troubled situation in your life, something going wrong. Christians don't uh, sit and complain about it, or let me say, should not complain about it, but should, but should speak to it. But oftentimes we speak about it instead of speak to it. God's not telling us to talk about the mountain. He says, talk to the mountain. Turn to them and tell them, stop talking about the mountain and talk to the mountain. Turn to them else and tell them, stop talking about your financial condition and talk to your financial condition. There's a difference. It is the word that resounds that creates an impact, right? Uh, let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs, um, Proverbs, twin, rather, Proverbs 4. Let's go to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Uh, now, last week we looked at the book of James. We won't go there today. We may look next time. James, the third chapter, we talked about the tongue and how it's an unruly member, right? And uh, no man can tame the tongue, right? No man can tame that tongue. If it's in there, it's going to come out of there. You can't tame it. You can't tell your tongue to be like a well-trained animal. You tell a dog, sit, sit, Rover, sit. And if he's a well-trained dog, Rover will sit. Beg, Rover, beg. <laughs> All right, you good boy, good boy, Rover will do that. Play dead, Rover. Legs up in there. He'll do that too. Well trained. We can train beasts. The Bible says in the book of James, third chapter, we can train beasts, uh, animals that are in the sea. You can even train serpents, it said there. But the tongue can no man tame. If it's in there, it's going to come out. Right? It's going to come out. So we learn that it's necessary for us to put good things in our heart because it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth will speak. Right? All right, so we've got to put good stuff in the heart because we know it's going to come out. You can't stop it. You can't stop it. It's going to come. 
All right, let's look again at Proverbs, uh, the fourth chapter. We're going to have a little fun today, praise the Lord, and we're almost done. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. And let's look at uh, verse, start at verse 20, we're going to go on down. Now, why is this thing about the mouth so important? Why is it so important? Why, is it, why in the world is it so important? Well, we know also in the book of Matthew, 12th chapter, we didn't read it, but it says also, by your words you are justified, or by your words you are also condemned by what you say. You'll either be justified or condemned. Not by what you do, but by what you say. Remember, we understand that even by the book of, even the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, you can't even get saved unless you say something. You believe in your heart and then confess with your, with your mouth. You got to say so. You got to say so. You got to make some sort of confession. Well, somebody said, well, what about the man that's mute, that, that, that's mute and he cannot speak? Well, use your hands. Use the method of communication that you have. You've got to communicate it somehow, some way, that I want Jesus in my life. All right. And we understand also in the book of Proverbs, 18th chapter, that life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Right? You'll either speak life or death. Life or death to whose life? Your own. Because of what you speak. So that's why we say today, Watch your mouth. Tell me to tell your neighbor one more time. Watch your mouth. All right. What mama said was true. If you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. She was trying to help you, wasn't she? Proverbs 4, let's get it, let's get it. Proverbs 4, verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine car. Did I read that wrong? Keep them in the midst of... It doesn't say car? Okay, let me read it again. Keep them... Rather, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine warehouse. It says heart. So I keep the word of God in my... I keep the word in my heart. Wow, isn't that wonderful that I can keep God's word in my heart and I will speak out of the abundance of my heart? Isn't that wonderful? We speak out of what's in us. So if we want to see God's word manifest in us, manifest in us and through us, then we've got to put the word where? In our heart. Will it work in your head? It's got to be where? In your heart. It's got to be in your heart. It's got to be in your heart. Because you're going to speak out of your, out of the abundance of your heart. I think somebody's getting this thing today. Let's go, let's go on, let's go on. Verse 21 says again, Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And what? Health to all their health to all their flesh. I'm having some physical problems. We need to get the word in your heart. And once it's in your heart, where's it going to come out of? Your mouth. And then it does what to your flesh? It becomes your flesh becomes what? Healed, becomes healthy. Isn't that wonderful? 
People are looking for miracle cures all around the world. When they, they've got it right there on their coffee table or in their hotel stand, you got the Word of God. You got it. Are you with me? I'm telling you, the answer to your problems is right there in your lap. Put it in your heart. Put it in your heart. Hallelujah. Let's look on. Now it's verse 22. Let's read it one more time. For they are life unto those that find them and what? Health to all their what? Health to all their flesh. Uh, verse 23. Keep thy what? Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it, out of what? Are the issues of life. Let's read it one more time. I want you to notice some things. Keep thy what? Heart. Say heart. Say heart three times. All right. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of what is the it? I'm sorry. All right. For out of we can we can can we replace it for heart for a moment since we know it's what we're talking about, right? For out of the are the issues of out of your heart are the issues of life. Now, this is extremely importante. I'm going to throw some Spanish on you now. This is extremely importante. Muy, muy importante. Are you with me? Now, that's all the Spanish I know. <laughs> so don't expect anything else. For the, it says, keep thy what? With all diligence. Now, let's take the first part there. Mm, mm, mm. I said the first part. Keep means to guard. Somebody help me uh, illustrate this point. I need uh, one person here and one and uh, two people right here. Make it three people. One person here. I need three people right here. All right. All right. All right. All right. Elder Woodruff, would you bring that little stand right there and put it put it right here. Put it right there on that line there. Bring the whole stand right over here. Yeah, I want them to see it. Yeah, put it, put it right there. Yes, sir. Good, good, good. All right, brother, that is your heart. Let me come down. That's his brother's heart. Looks kind of poorly, but you'll be all right. Now, this brother here is, is doing what? He's going to guard his heart. Bring that tissue back over here, brother. Made, made, made his heart look a little bit better. Fluff it up a little bit there. There you go. You're going to keep your heart. It says keep your heart with all diligence. I mean, you really got to do it. Keep it from what? Keep it from uh, Mr. Worry right here. Mr. Worry is going to try to get in there. Uh, wait a second, Mr. Worry. Hold on. He, see, he's he ready. He's ready to go. All right. Uh, going to keep it uh, uh, from Sister Gossip. You're not Sister Gossip. You're not Mr. Worry, okay? These are just demonstrations, okay? All right. He got to keep his heart from there, right? Uh, got to keep his heart uh, from bad stuff on Mr. Media, bad stuff on TV. Okay, Mr. Media, okay? All right, he got to keep his heart from TV, radio, bad stuff on there, all that stuff, right? All right, so it's Mr. Media, uh, Miss Gossip, and this is not them. <clears throat> And uh, I forgot what your worry, name worry. And worry, Mr. Worry. Okay. Now, here they coming. Some bad happened on the job. 
Man, you better you better be diligent to keep this man back. Don't let him get in that heart. Don't let him get in that heart. All right, good, good, Mr. Worry. Thank you, Mr. Worry. All right. Here comes, here comes the phone call. Let's you try and talk to him. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. He's guarding. He's guarding. Not letting. Give her a hand. Very good. All right, here comes Mr. Media coming. Something on the TV set. He's trying to get in his heart. Some little, some, oh, he's really trying to get in. All right, let's say for a moment, let's say for a moment he liked that TV show. He liked that program. And he slips and lets it in. Now, all the bad stuff that he saw on those naughty, naughty channels he knew he should have been watching, now is, where is it now? Is in his heart, right? So now when he go out, it's in his heart. He come to communicate to somebody. He can't help but to speak out, speak out of what's in his heart. his heart, right? They say, why are you, why are you talking like that? Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me like? Oh, I don't mean to. I don't mean to. He can't help it. Why? It's in his heart. Give them a hand, would you? Give them a hand. <laughs> you can't help it. If it get in there, that's what you're going to begin to speak and you begin eventually also to act like. If you let it in there, it's going to come out. You're going to say it and begin to act like it. Somebody say, well, that's why, that's why I do that. Yeah. That's why the Bible talks about cleaning that heart. Keep your finger here. Let's go to uh, back to the book of James. Praise the Lord. Let's go. Let's go to James, the fourth chapter. Praise the Lord. We're going to get delivered. Amen. I believe somebody is really getting a good painting today. Getting some good coverage. Good coverage with that paint. Amen. Good coverage. Uh, look at uh, James, the fourth chapter. James 4. We're going to do just a little bit of reading here. Just a, just a little bit of reading. <clears throat> Are you there? Amen. All right. Let's look at uh, verse number 7. Now, uh, starts off with, let's read verse 1. Get the context here. It says, this is James, the fourth chapter, verse number 1. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that warreth in your members. Are you with me? Members. was warring in that heart there. Are you with me? All right. Let's go up to verse uh, number 7. He begins to give the, uh, begins to give the cure for this. Verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and the devil will do what? He will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Let's read the, the next phrase, a couple of phrases together. Let's finish reading the verse together. Ready? Read. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye what? Purify your hearts. You're having trouble with wars and fightings and all that because there's something that's in your heart. So it says, purify your heart. Purify your heart. You double-minded. Be affectioned, rather be afflicted and mourn. 
and weep. Let your laughter be turned uh, to, uh, to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Those verse 11. Speak not evil of another brethren, one another brethren. Speak not evil. Well, they can't help but to speak evil if it's in their if it's in their heart. That's why he's saying, y'all got to purify your heart. He says, he that speaketh, you see the eth, eth on there, E-T-H. I mean, it's not the only, did they just say it one time? It resounding, right? He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. We'll stop there. Go back over to Proverbs. Proverbs 4. And we got maybe about five more minutes left, but I'll be with you today. But I promise you, if you heard the word of God, it will still resound in your ears. Some of you will hear the Holy Spirit tell you all week, watch your mouth, watch your mouth, watch your mouth, watch your mouth. Some of your children will also remind you, Mama, watch your mouth. Some of you wives will have to remind your husbands, Honey, watch your mouth. Right? Remind me, hallelujah. That's a good thing. Remind me. Because if I let death come out, I'll receive death. Remind me. Praise the Lord. Are you with me, everybody? Now, let's go back again. Uh, Proverbs 4, verse 22. I so wanted to get into this today. Oh, my Lord. Praise the Lord. Maybe next time. It says again, verse 22. Uh, For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Verse 23 of Proverbs 4. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, Lord willing, we get into the issues of life next time because that is extremely, extremely powerful. And you'll find that the Word of God bounces back and forth from the Old Testament to the New Testament, back and forth, saying the exact same things. What should I remember this week? What should I keep? What should I keep meditating on this week well first of all we know we need to meditate on the word of god psalm number one tells you that meditate on the word day and night then you're going to make your way prosperous and you'll have good success proverbs the first chapter same thing there in the book of joshua the first chapter joshua one and eight uh so as we meditate on the word of god keeping that word in our heart eventually we will speak the words of god out of our mouth and god's words cannot fail his words will not return unto him void, but it shall accomplish the thing that he sent him forth to do. Now, we are not working witchcraft. How do we work witchcraft? Well, we try to force God's will on somebody else. God doesn't even do that. You're going to be healed whether you want to or not. No, the Lord doesn't even do that. You go be saved. No, the Lord doesn't even do that. He creates opportunities and he rebukes the darkness where they can make a decision on their own. I guarantee you there'll be nobody in heaven that was forced to be in heaven. Are you with me? Nobody there. The father's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on anybody. So the best we can do for anybody is pray that they will get in an atmosphere 
that they can hear, that they can trust the word that they will hear and have the opportunity to make a decision of their own, whether to follow the will of God or to follow Satan's plan, whether to walk in light or to walk in darkness. Because the will is one of the greatest gifts that God gave to mankind, your own will. You can make up your own mind, whether you want to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or, the, or you want to eat of the tree of life. Adam and Eve, you got a choice. But Lord does say, choose life so that you and your family, you and your seed may live. God bless you for you've heard the word of God today. Friends, I know you have been truly blessed by this presentation brought to you by the Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center Media Ministry. Remember, if you are looking for a church home, we would be glad to have you each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center is located at 180 Hilton Road in Bremen, Georgia. For more information, give us a call at 770-537-1933 or visit us on the web at www.kingdomrock.org.